matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, guess what? I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. And we're going to talk about writing better. Here we go. Now, while I'm recording this, it's snowing outside. I don't like snow. I don't like winter. I think it all sucks. But one thing that I have a like a real strong, clear memory of is shoveling snow. Growing up on the East Coast, this is just part and parcel for what you do. You spend time shoveling snow, usually under the guise of building character, while also, you know, clearing off your walkway, your driveway, your sidewalk, whatever. And I have these distinct memories of being freezing cold, of being soaking wet, of being icy, of being tired, and always finding another inch to shovel and another pass that I have to do because it has to come, you know, you, you can't just half-ass the shoveling because that, that not only is, does that look like shit, but it when it freezes over, you're causing difficulty for anybody who's walking their dog or the mailman, and, and you really need to be more thoughtful and responsible to help other people. So do a good job shoveling now. You won't have to worry about it later. But what I most remember are the shovels. Not so much the snowstorms, not so much the height of the snow on a particular day, week, month, or year, but the shovels. On yesterday's podcast, we talked about iterating, innovating, and how to have your own original idea. But I'm going to tie this to shovels now, so so bear with me. See, the shovel, as far as I can tell, has existed in the shape it's existed forever. It's always been a scoop, whether it's small or whether it's big or whether it's scooping raisins into cereal or it's clearing snow off my sidewalk or it's a, on a big giant machine. A shovel is a shovel is a shovel. And it always leads me to think, hey, while we've changed handles when we've added, you know, angles for ergonomics or we've changed material so that they're not always metal. Now they're made of plastic or carbon fiber or something, or we've maybe changed kind of the angle or the shape to some degree. We, we haven't really changed the nature of shoveling. And this parallels nicely with, I think, writers wanting to write something new. They see their story, they see their premise, and rather than say to themselves, okay, I have a shovel, maybe I can change a few parts of it in like a ship of Theseus kind of argument, I'll change this bit, I'll change that bit, but it'll overall be a shovel, I think they're trying to make the shovel novel. I think they're trying to like, oh, it's going to be this, and it's going to have this, and it's going to have this doodad, and this bell and whistle, and I'm, it's going to have this thing, and Bluetooth, and blah, 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 and five other things to it, when in fact, all anybody really wants is a shovel. I don't care if my shovel has, you know, heated ergonomic hand grips. I want to be able to hold it and let it do its job, maybe quicker than if it were small, but I, I don't entirely care if it's got, like, extras to it they're they're unnecessary and so many writers i talk to come up with these overly complicated story premises these overly complicated constructions of idea 
because they can't just have a shovel. And they should have a shovel. There's nothing wrong with a simple premise that you architect around to make more elaborate. The premise itself does not need to be the big deal. It's what you do with it and how you use it that becomes the big deal. For instance, a simple premise of a person feels wrong, so they seek vigilante justice to correct the error, whatever the error might be, is a straightforward premise. Where the the real creativity comes in is not in trying to make that premise more than it is, but in how you interpret its components. Who's the person? How did they get wronged? Why do they feel wronged? What kind of vigilantism are they doing? Why do they think vigilantism is the way to go? What are the consequences for doing this? What balancing act or conflict do they have to face? The premise can be a shovel. The premise can be simple, and that's fine. Where the creativity comes in is not in complicating it is not in adding bells and whistles to just demonstrate that, oh, I know how to make bells and whistles. It, the real artistry and craft and talent comes along when you can use a, a synthesis of simple things, like this vigilante premise, alongside more complicated constructions, like I'm going to tell it in the second person, or I'm not going to use a flashback framing device to set up how this all started or I'm going to do it from this perspective, or I'm going to use this world-building idea in order to lay this out as an allegory or a metaphor. The construction can be simple. It can start simple. There's nothing wrong with a straightforward story, and there's certainly nothing wrong with a straightforward story told well. Don't confuse complication in creation with quality of production because it's, it's not the same thing. I can make a complicated mess of a thing that's fun to write because I'm, I'm just thinking up a million things and slapping the keys. But when it comes to the end result of somebody reading it and going, oh, John, that's very good, I need to not overcomplicate things just to sh- make sure I get a pat on the head from somebody who tells me that it's good. So how do we do this? How do we accomplish this? It starts with thinking your premise all the way through, not thinking it most of the way through and then saying, oh, I'll just figure it out when it comes time to get there on the page. That's really tempting. And yes, unfortunately, some stories do work out that way. But by and large, you want to sit down before the writing starts and really think through that premise. Where does it begin? Where's the conflict? How does it develop? Where does it end? Start with those four things. Begin, conflict, develop, end and you're going to get a much more coherent premise that you can find points to attach to and points to build on and points to develop and spin off and alter and affect and that's going to give you a more complete story overall without you having to sit there sometimes with the cursor blinking trying to figure out oh well I guess in chapter 11 I can have more stuff happen or I should have a scene where this happens think about the premise from the beginning because sometimes Your premise is just a shovel, and that's plenty. It's going to work just fine. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.